the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. An announcement expected at 4 Eastern Time in about an hour from President Trump concerning the border with Mexico. It is day 29 of the partial government shutdown, and the announcement is the first tangible sign that movement may be emerging in the impasse. Also, the White House announcing that President Trump will hold a second summit with North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un to be held at the end of next month at a place to be announced at a later date. Hunker down, say officials, as a major winter storm aims toward the Midwest and into New England as it moves across across the nation's midsection toward the northeast. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf says they've imposed speed and travel restrictions and they're closing major roadways during the storm. And the death toll from the pipeline explosion in central Mexico has risen to nearly 70. The eruption at an illegal pipeline tap in a small town about 60 miles north of Mexico City. For more details on these stories, visit srnnews.com. Dr. Sebastian Gorka sees the president trying to fix a broken system. How many more people should we let in? Isn't it reasonable to say that we will not countenance more illegals coming across the border because the system is broken? It needs to be fixed. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. You ask and we deliver here on AM 1280, The Patriot, another hour with the Northern Alliance Radio Network with your man, Mitch Berg. But all the perks of rewards card and none of the hassle, AM 1280, The Patriot Fan Club. Go to am1280thepatriot.com and click on Fan Club. Pre-sale access to tickets, exclusive content prizes, and more. And you can win our January Book of the Month, Erasing America, by journalist James C. Robbins. High of 9 with a low of negative 1. Sunny, clou- sunny skies throughout the day turning into clouds in the evening. You are listening to AM 1280, The Patriot. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, making talk radio great again. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, dominating Twin Cities uh, blogging uh, regarding politics, history, current events, music, pop culture, uh, other subjects that grab my fancy as my fancy is grabbed. And one of them that grabbed my fancy some time ago was the subject of education. I I wrote a piece, a series, a nine-part series, uh, probably 10 years ago now, about the issues that I had had uh, with my children and stepchild in the public school system. And I say this as a person whose father was a high school teacher, who's uh, had two grandparents who taught public schools, and whose little sister currently is a high school teacher in Billings, Montana. Granted, a place with a little more public uh, common sense than Minnesota has, but nonetheless, she's a teacher. So it's not like I'm out there with a thing for bashing on teachers or public education, for that matter. At least I wasn't born with it. It kind of came on to me over time. And so when I saw... 
that the DFL has made, as they have made in the last four or five election cycles, the whole idea of public daycare and jamming kids into all-day kindergarten and public daycare earlier and earlier, I started thinking, this is something people need to hear more about. Someone who presumably agrees with us on the idea that people need to hear and learn more about this is our next guest um, from Mankato, Elizabeth Bangert. Welcome to the broadcast. Great to meet you finally. Thanks. Thanks for having me here. Uh, great, great to have you here. Now, now you, you're here because this idea that the DFL, that the establishment in the state, is trying to jam kids into the uh, public school system, basically get them, them uh, tethered into the public school system earlier and earlier, is not just a Republican bedtime story to get the kids to eat their vegetables. This is real. It's now. And the potential for damage is boundless. It's as boundless as the imaginations of this next generation. Uh, fair to say that? Uh, absolutely fair to say that. I think people consider me an alarmist, and now they're kind of waking up and realizing this is not an alarmist situation. This is the real. If you're, if you're not alarmist about this issue, you're not paying attention. And it's happening now. I mean, this, this first of all, let's talk about what got you in uh, concerned with this issue. Uh, give us a little bit of idea about your background on, on the issue of, of uh, jamming people into daycare, uh, preferably government daycare, earlier and faster. Sure. Well, uh, I actually worked for the public school for about three years. And at the time, Universal Kindergarten, Kindergarten for All, was being rammed through. And they promised us it wasn't going to be what it is today, where kids are sitting at desks and stealing childhood, to be honest. And uh, I own a nature-based early childhood center in Mankato. Mm -hmm. And last year, um, we're a very small center on purpose. I very much value small settings like family, child care providers, and small centers where we can partner with families. To make a very long story short, a child fell off of our less than four foot tall slide and the Department of Human Services came after me. And I didn't know what my rights were. And I knew that far worse things were happening. And for years, they've been saying, um, providers have been saying in family and center-based, the government's targeting us, DHS is coming after us to push it into the public school and make them appear more safe. So I decided to compile public DHS data, and 3,000 pages later, there were citations for things as pokey grass, having a stick in the yard, <laughs> just ridiculous <laughs> asinine things. And then the public school is actually not bound by the same regulations as family providers and private center providers. They are completely exempt. So in other words, uh, pokey grass is okay at a public school, but uh, not at a private daycare. Safety first. Wow. And and that pokey, I remember being mauled by pokey grass so badly as a child. I, I'm, I'm amazed I survived it. Yeah. So, okay. So we have two different systems of, quote, justice, end quote, uh, when it comes to daycare centers. One for the public uh, and presumably certain favored private providers as well, and one for the small uh, family uh, daycare providers. The question might be asked fairly, why? What's in it for the Department of Human Services to do this? Well, if there's no private providers left, then naturally the government will come in and save the day. As always, here we are to save the day. Right. So so what, what is the government doing to try to, quote, save the day, end quote? Well, most recently, um, actually, the first day bills dropped in the House, we saw House File 1 and House File 30 dropped, which are carbon copies, barring the financial source. And what's in there is this really great magical cell that makes you feel good inside, where the public taxpayers are just going to fund these early learning scholarships. And what really? an early learning scholarship is, is for, um, it was originally designed for those who were lower income. Um, except it's now being expanded to 400% of the federal poverty guideline. Right, because, you know, for, and, by, and by the way, the, the term uh, scholarship, uh, 
Mm-hmm. Sounds to me like it was must have been incredibly carefully chosen to sound very much like the sort of vouchers that that a whole lot of the unruly peasants have been talking about for years to to sort of allow a certain amount of choice and a certain amount of uh, free will in how one educates their children. I, I have to think that that can't possibly be an accident. And and if that's true, why could it be a bad thing? Well, you know, I feel like they. Sp- specifically used scholarship to trap those of us on the other side of the aisle like, oh, no, this could not have any bad intent. Mm -hmm. But the reality is it's a lie because to use the scholarship, currently you have to be participating in what's called the parent-aware quality rating system. Which, of course, is is very similar to accreditation of a college. You can't get a a federal scholarship to go to an unaccredited school. It's just looking out for your well-being, right? Well, not so much, because the public school gets a free pass. They get an accelerated pathway to the four stars. Tell us a a little bit about the star system and the parent, uh, quote, parent aware. Tell tell us a little bit about that, because this is, I got to say, since my kids are now in their 20s and in one case have kids of their own, hasn't been quite the hot button issue it was to me when I was uh, going hammer and tongs with the St. Paul public school penal uh, system. system. Uh, Elizabeth Banger, tell us about parent aware and how this rating system uh, that they have uh, relates to the scholarships that really aren't. Sure. Well, I will admit that I, too, once drank the Kool-Aid that this was a good idea because it's a good sell, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I have since awakened from that. So uh, what happens is you go through this process where you um, have the, if you're going to go for a four star, which is the highest rating, which is Mm -hmm. also confusing because everyone wants to know, where's the fifth star? Right. Typical government. So what happens is you submit all of your assessments for kids, your curriculum. They come in from the University of Minnesota and they observe your teachers and how they're interacting with kids um, and all of that, except the public school doesn't have to do that. They fill out a one page piece of paper. Oh, actually, sorry, two. Um, and they just get to send it in and go ahead and get those funds. So it's a lie in the fact that not everyone has to participate in this program and you can't take this voucher aka scholarship anywhere really and so okay so it has nothing to do with the sort of free enterprisey free markety choicey sorts of things that one might think about when you when you hear, hear the term scholarship. And by the way, uh, we're told by Twitter that uh, the fifth star will come when uh, the government inflation rate kicks in, and by the year 2030, they'll be up to 11 to 18 stars. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's how these things seem to work. So, okay, the question is: so so we have a system that is misstating its means, and one might uh, its means. I mean, the the idea that they have these scholarships that really aren't to send them to free uh, to to allow free choice that doesn't really exist. Why? Because they want our kids. Why? Well, it's the government, right? right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's be real here. Yeah. Um, if you really pay attention to what's happening in House File One and Thirty. It looks like a great plan, right? For years, they've been saying childcare is so expensive. Not everyone can afford it. And it's well, true. Let's just pay for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, why not, right? The government is here to save the day always. Well, that's right. But that's a terrible idea because parents are about to lose their choice by being handed the shiny sticker package on a taxpayer dime and then not realizing that they're pulling the carpet out from underneath. Now, let's, let's, let's do a, there's a couple of things we need to talk about here. First of all, the idea that childcare is expensive in Minnesota. It is. It is one of the most expensive, I mean, as a, as a percentage of per capita income, I think it's one of the two or three most expensive states in the country, as I recall, from having gone through the unionization debate, which, of course, was a DFL's attempt to make it even more expensive at one point. So it is expensive. How is the the idea of making it less expensive by making it, quote, free 
and, quote, uh, deceptive of people. It's deceptive because, sure, it may look good on paper, but as with any government program, it becomes bloated and inflated. I mean, look at the public school. Now we need more special ed funding, and it's like we have this non-existent, money tree that everyone thinks we have and everyone sells it and then it turns into administrative costs and who's going to monitor these tax dollars and we're the government and we're here to save the day like reagan said that's never right. trust the government that's right absolutely so 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 what we've established here is that yes it is expensive but the the cure for it well why isn't i mean still something has to get done right and granted it's the government uh, and the government always screws everything up and we can accept the fact that incompetence isn't necessarily uh is isn't necessarily a disqualifier uh because of course we send our kids to the public schools and and they're getting less competent every year as well here but the the part that that gets me about this is well I mean, when 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 every child from age three, I think currently they're talking about on up, is moved into one of these public uh, public daycares, funneling them into public kindergartens and funneling them into public schools, who's going to be doing the work at these centers and schools and and daycares and and the like? I mean, where are, are we talking? Smurfs coming out of the woods to take care of the kids? What? Uh, who, who's, who's working at these places? Well, you know, actually, um, at the Department of Ed, they keep having these symposiums on what to do with the early childhood shortage. They have them year after year because so we, on the one hand, are going to push this into the public schools and expand it for birth through three. Right. Yet we, at the same wait, wait, time, don't birth? have teachers. Birth through three? Oh, yeah. House file one and 30 expands it to birth through three. And there's a shortage of providers because, of course, the, the, the state of Minnesota makes it very, very difficult, in some cases downright onerous, to be a daycare provider, a child care provider of any type, at least in the private market here. Uh, so there's a shortage of them, and yet they're going to basically socialize the system, for lack of a better term. And I don't know that there is a better term for it than socializing the system. Now, forgetting for a moment the fact that they are short of daycare providers, when they do find the providers in the public schools, I mean, one of the first things you do when you look into these things, and I know you know this, but just to make sure the audience know this, knows this, you follow the money. And where does the money go? I mean, the staff at these, well, public schools are members of the, the union. The teachers union. Ding, ding, ding. And, and, and by the way, the teachers union provides, in addition to 40% of the, of the DFL's contingent at the Minnesota State Legislature, exceedingly disproportionate amount of the funding for the, the DFL in the state legislature. And so basically, this is a transfer of money mm-hmm. from taxpayers via your kids, or at least your kids' presence in a institutional facility of some sort or another to our friends, the DFL. Is that modestly accurate here, Elizabeth? I think that's the brutal honesty people need to come to terms with. Let's do. Let's let's be a little more brutally honest when we come back. By the way, let's take a break. And when we come back, uh, by the way, we'll take your phone calls. Talking with uh, talking with Elizabeth Bangert about the DFL uh, majority's plans to jam your kids from birth on into the public school system. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. 
Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-942-4730. 800-942-4730. That's 800-942-4730. Yes, yes, yes. If you snore, the first time you use mute can be quite an experience. <laughs> Snoring can happen when your nose is blocked, forcing you to breathe through your mouth. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. I can breathe! You'll get all the air you need through your nose, not your mouth. And with less snoring, there's more chance of sleep. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more. Snore less. Sleep better. Looking for term life insurance but have diabetes, high blood pressure, or on anxiety meds? If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, or have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost around 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. or BigLou.com. For affordable term life, visit BigLou.com. Does your church, school, or small business know what to do in the event of an emergency? Do you know how to handle threats to your building and property? Are you set up to stop cybersecurity threats and data breaches? Do you have an emergency action plan in place? If you answer no to any of these questions... Join us Thursday, January 31st at the Eisenhower Community Center in Hopkins for Prepare and Respond. This free event is geared towards pastors, church security team members, school administrators, and small businesses. Prepare and Respond hosts industry experts who will teach you how to put a scalable action plan in place to keep your congregation, faculty, students, colleagues, and businesses safe. Join us on Thursday, January 31st from 8 a.m. to noon at the Eisenhower Community Center in Hopkins. A complimentary breakfast will be served to the first 100 people to register. To learn more about this free event and register, go to am1280thepatriot.com. Prepare and Respond is supported by Henningsen and Snoxel. AM1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We don't need no by the way, if your employer, pastor, or principal of a children's school signed up for Prepare and Respond yet, if not, get them there. Go to uh, am12athepatriot.com. Sign up for Prepare and Respond, supporting by Henningsen and Snoxel. Go to am12athepatriot.com. Get in there. Free to IT teams, churches, schools, small businesses. Just do it. We're talking with Elizabeth Bangert here right now, who's uh, talking about the danger that uh, the, the DFL's current push to jam your kids, 
my grandkids into public kindergarten and public daycare and really public early childhood from birth on, uh, the, the, basically the public system from birth on. Uh, right after that, so, so let's let's talk about this. Right, we've been talking about the the, the uh, political drive to do this, and we'll come back to that. But I can hear people all over the metro area, even some fairly conservative people, going, "Well, okay, so what's wrong with the public school system?" I came up to the public school system, as indeed I did. My father was a high school teacher. I turned out modestly well. Okay, uh, all things considered, uh, I can hear people. Now I know better, but there's people out there who probably still hold to the illusion. That the public school system is the same way it was 40, 50 years ago when a lot of us were, were in the system. What is the problem with jamming kids from uh, birth on in the public school system? What could possibly go wrong, Elizabeth? Well, I mean, obviously a lot has changed in the public school in the last 40 or 50 years. I mean, look at what's happening with school violence, even from oh. where I'm from. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a whole other topic of conversation. But, you know... Early on in the early 2000s, the National Institute of Child Health and Human Development um, did a study and they followed kids um, who were part of very large institutions. And those children were actually three times more aggressive than their peers and their cortisol levels were flipped. So instead of fight or flight mode, they're in fight mode all the time. Oh, yeah. And so while it wasn't a bash on childcare per se, the one thing that you can change is having a consistent caregiver, which is why it's so terrible that the state is pushing out family providers, because that's one person in a child's life solidly for the first up to eight or nine years of their life. Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, I've seen studies that's, that show the idea, even in elementary school for ages five, six on, the idea of changing teachers a couple times a day or even once a year throws a level of chaos and turmoil into a kid's life that, that a kid just does not need, given, especially given all the other turmoil that exists in kids' lives these days that didn't years ago when I was in, in elementary school. Uh, I mean, society is different. The idea that, that, that you're going to treat kids like they're high school kids uh, passing through classes every hour and and basically having their world change uh, several times uh, uh, constantly throughout their childhood. That's just constant chaos. And that's uh, that strikes me as a terrible way to raise kids. It's an absolutely terrible way to raise kids. I mean, if you there's Child care alone in institutions is one of the highest turnover rates for employment in the nation. Oh, yeah. So it's inconsistent at best and atrocious at worst. But on top of all of that, I like to tell people, think about if we employ exclusively full-time at the center I own, it's a very small center. Um, but I tell people, think about if you had 11 bosses during the day as an adult, what that would be like to manage 11 people's different expectations, mm-hmm. ways they handle confrontation, confliction, all of that. And you're going to expect a, a child zero years old up until five or even seven or eight. I mean, that's the problem with the public school too. You can't you can't keep expecting the different results from the same problems. And the, and, the, and the part about it that bothers me even more is that given that it's part of the public school system, they are fundamentally wired towards treating kids, A, one size fits all, all kids are pretty much the same, B, uh, the best way to manage them is to get them all sitting down in desks and cooperating uh, with your agenda. And by the way, I, specifically as a, as a parent who raised a stepson and a son as well as a daughter, just the damage that, that jamming boys little tushes into desks for six hours a day from an early age and just having them behave uh, in a one-size-fits-all manner from that age on just does incalculable damage to everyone, but especially the boys. 
my point of view, Elizabeth. Oh, absolutely. I would agree. I mean, I read a lot of research and different things. And the reason we're a nature school is because kids aren't designed to sit. Um, And the problem with things even like all day kindergarten is look at all these kids who, quote unquote, have ADHD. And I don't say that loosely because there are children who in certain circumstances absolutely do. But the fact that we've bound these children with a 15 minute recess that may or may not in most cases be shared with a lunch get real. And then we wonder why there's problems. Boys are meant to be hunter gatherers. They're meant to be moving, not sitting down to jam all these kids. in at a younger age, you think we have school violence problems now? You better buckle up. Oh, yeah. No, I I can't imagine. And by the way, I just got to say, just out of a personal anecdote, when I was in fifth grade, I had a teacher who had been in the Navy in Vietnam, and he'd been a high school and college football star on both sides of his time in Vietnam. And he taught, I mean, he was, and just for a bunch of fifth grade boys, it was the greatest thing in the world to have a teacher who showed us karate kicks, showed us how to tackle, showed us how to walk a patrol through the jungle. And that sounds really weird, but no, it was all very, very uh, kid appropriate back then. And I met him over Christmas for the first time in years since fifth grade, probably seventh grade. And, and, and I just mentioned, you know, you would probably be fired today for doing half the stuff you did with us back then. He said, no, I would definitely have been fired today. He just retired a few years ago. And he very much had to change his style over the years. The, the idea that, that you can jam kids from the most formative years into a one-size-fits-all system that treats everyone like a verbal little obedient, uh, verbal, primarily verbal, uh, fundamentally obedient, uh, or it's something to be medicated, treated as a pathology and, and suppressed, the damage that does, even to older kids, much less kids that age, is, should be treated as a crisis. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, there's even physicians, there's reports out of physicians writing nature as a prescription. Like, are you kidding me? Really? We've, we've come to that. Where <laughs> physicians are like, you know what? This child needs to play for X amount of minutes. That's Please right. do so, public school, who's not going to do anything about it. Really? I had not heard that. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, we've reached that point. It's we've crisis reached, level. We tra- yes, it is. Okay. So is I have to assume that the people behind the plan to jam these kids from birth on uh, into this, into a public school system, are doing something to mitigate the damage that this can cause. They, they have to be. They, they can't. This can't possibly go ahead with this level of insanity. Can it? Uh, yeah, because no one's going to stop it. Oh man! I, I mean, except for people like me and other people. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, we've established what the DFL's trying to do. Uh, we've established that it causes a lot of damage. What do you do about it? Uh, it's time to rise up and go to the Capitol. Remind these people who they work for. That's what I'm doing. Well, okay. Let's talk about what you're doing. You, uh, you, you have been active on this for a bit now. You're especially active in this uh, legislative session. Tell me a little more about uh, about what's going on out there. Sure. So last year, I spent over 30 days at the Capitol with my binders full of data, hauling them around the halls up there and hoping for change. And I, I saw legislators sleeping in chairs. There's a dude in the Senate who's been up there for 47 years. Lyndon Carlson. Yikes. Oy. He was first inaugurated during Richard Nixon's uh, first. Uh, yes, uh, that's right. <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, and, and Jesus has been taking the wheel for him for the last thirty or so years here. He's, uh, but he's he's a, he's a man of immense power. And, and honestly, those sessions do get long. But yeah, no, Lyndon Carlson. He's a, he's a he's a fixture, almost literally. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost almost in the hardware sense of the term. Anyway, so. You're at the legislature. You're up to 30 days last year. I have to suspect you're going to break that pace this year. What are you doing? 
So I realized that not many people understood how to navigate the Capitol. Mm -hmm. So after this session, uh, last session, I decided to start Minnesota Citizen Lobbyist to help people understand where to find things like the rules, which is a whole other atrocious topic right now up there, (laughs) um, how to find their legislators, like their representatives, their senators, where to find committee meetings, because it's not as scary as people think. They want you to think it's scary. Mm -hmm. So you don't come. Right. And what kind of, first of all, I mean, what, what, do you, what, what do you teach people to do? What's the point of becoming this citizen lobbyist? The point is I constantly heard people say, wow, you're up here a lot for a citizen. And that was alarming to me. Like, uh, yeah, this is our house. We should be up here, <laughs> not paid lobbyists, smoozing people with coffee and riding in elevators, trying to find legislators to sign bills. It's just crazy what goes on up there. So I wanted to demystify it. I'm just an average person. I didn't I don't have some kind of poly degree in political science or anything. It's not as hard as people think. It just seems scary. It does seem scary. Of course, the, the building is designed to be big and imposing for a reason. It's supposed to be a symbol of the majesty and power of government, and that's intended by some to keep you in your place. So uh, clearly, it didn't work with you. So tell us a little bit about the reactions you're getting from our elected representatives on, uh, on Capitol Hill in St. Paul. Well, they vary. Actually, most recently, uh, Chair Winkler changed some House rules. (laughs) Yeah, he and I are friends. We've been Uh, talking about that. We go way back, yes. Yeah. Uh, He changed some rules, and he claims they're to create transparency, but what he actually did was create pretty much one central committee of ways and means where all the bills flow through. Back it up. He said he did it to create transparency? Liar, liar, pants on fire. It stops transparency like grapes. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's, it beats on transparency like a baby seal for crying out loud. That's that's the ma- most amazing bit of doublespeak I've even heard secondhand from Ryan Winkler. Holy cow, that's amazing. I, I wish everyone could have seen his face when he got off the elevator because almost 100 of us were there to flood the rules meeting on Monday oh with my. kids, strollers, Cheerios, <laughs> matchbox cars rolling down the floor of the uh, meeting room. Boomboxes playing Baby Shark. Oh, that sure. would have been so awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with Elizabeth Bangert, by the way. We've got at least another segment to go on this because we, we have to get to what you all can do uh, to help out with this. This is absolutely vital. So, by the way, if you have any questions, we'd love to get you on here as well. 651-289-4488. Uh, Elizabeth Bangert with us for, well, for, for a stretch here yet. By all means, we'll make time for your call. 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, this is Alexander Green, Chief Investment Strategist for the Oxford Club. Just for a moment, I'd like you to picture the perfect stock. No doubt it would have hundreds of billions in revenue, more than IBM, Facebook, and Google. It would probably be a leader in cutting-edge technology like smartphones and robotics. It would be on the verge of dozens of blockbuster announcements. But most of all, it would be ultra-cheap trading at less than $3 a share. Now, it may seem crazy that such a stock exists, but it does. It's a cutting-edge tech company that has made deals worth hundreds of millions of dollars with Nokia, Microsoft, and Cisco, and a $29.2 billion deal with Apple. It's set to create 50,000 new jobs right here in America, and Donald Trump even calls it the eighth wonder of the world. Yet you've likely never even heard of the stock. Why? Because it trades under a secret name. To find out why the secret $3 stock 
stock could help you retire, simply go to OneStockRetirement.com. That's OneStockRetirement.com. I'm Jan Markell, helping you understand the times. If they think politics is important, every working person in this country should know that politics is important. As I grew up, I was told never to discuss politics or religion because either one will divide the best of friends. I think it's probably true, but those two issues are foundational to how we live our lives. If you ignore politics, you could end up with leaders who will rule through immoral laws. If you ignore religious beliefs, you could end up believing in nothing and spend eternity in hell. So the two themes that we were told to avoid contain the destiny of how we live our our lives. My suggestion, know them both well and pick the politics that best resembles godly ideas and choose a religious belief that places Jesus at its core. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280 The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities, and their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. Do you long for something better? Family Innovations wants you to know that you can have a better marriage, better relationships, a better view of yourself and the world around you. Family Innovations was created to provide counseling with healing and freedom for everyone who comes to them. Whether you are seeking guidance through a difficult season or freedom from a past trauma, they are the beginning of something better. There is a location near you, so contact FamilyInnovations.com. FamilyInnovations.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. We are on with Elizabeth Banger right now talking about the DFL's push to drive your kids into public daycare from birth. That blows my, still blows my mind. Mm-hmm. I had heard age three, maybe going down to age two. I had not yet heard birth. Uh, so take everything you hated about high school and drive it back literally to earlier than you can possibly remember. That's what they want for you out there right now. And that right now is just giving me just a little case of mental claustrophobia. I don't mind telling you this, Elizabeth Banger. I'm sure I'm not the only one. So 651-289-4488. The first and foremost thing right now is we have, before we get back to your tales from the Capitol and what people can do, where can people find out more about Citizen Lobbyist? So we have a Facebook page, uh, Minnesota Citizen Lobbyist, where I post live updates from the Capitol and also try to keep up as best as possible with this legislation as it moves behind the scenes under the new rules. And I've posted a link to the Facebook page at shotinthedark.info. That's up right now. So if you have a hard, hard time remembering that or, or uh, you're fumbling around with Facebook right now, don't sweat it. Go to shotinthedark.info. We've got the link under the show post for today. So uh, it's all right there. So... What do people, uh, first of all, who should get involved? Who should get involved? And we'll talk about what uh, what people can do. Well, anyone can really get involved. I mean, just showing up in numbers make a huge difference. Right. Um, you don't have to speak. You can just show up and walk around. I'm up there. I'm willing to have people follow me all day, shadow, learn how to do it. 
What's to learn? I mean, what, what was the biggest lesson you've learned in, in diving into this over the last, what, roughly about a year? You were up there last mm-hmm. session. That was your first attempt at it here. Yeah. What was the hardest thing for you to, to, to get used to? What was the biggest learning curve for you in becoming a, a citizen lobbyist? I think learning how to walk through the Capitol was interesting. Um, there's an underground Harry Potter-like tunnel system down there. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's crazy. You want, to play, you want to go down there and play Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> yeah. I swear. Uh, Nerf guns or anything like that. Yeah, Probably yeah. not allowed. It'd be fun, though. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, that was struggle number one. Struggle number two is learning how bills flow. Like, you can show up in the Senate, but first it has to learning where, what originates where, how companion bills work, all of that. Authoring, how all that works. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was amazed when I started getting involved in some, not, certainly not to the level you are, but to become literate in it. How, I mean, I mean, Schoolhouse Rock got the basics right, mm-hmm. but there's the devils in the details, and there's a lot of devils hiding up there at that Capitol, that's for sure. So, uh, so, so what? what, so we know, what, so who, we got who should get involved, we got what they're going to learn. What kind of help, what kind of involvement do you need from people to, to push back against this, this frankly toxic legislation and this deeply stupid idea? Absolutely. Um, writing into legislators is great, um, but honestly, we need people to start showing up now. Yeah. I think people would be surprised. Uh, that was the biggest thing we had when over, almost 100 people were there on Monday. Yeah, and you told, me, told us that story about how Ryan Winkler... Uh, who I've previously called the Eddie Haskell of Minnesota politics. and I call him the hoodwinkler because he's keeping us in the dark. <laughs> That's a good one, too. That's a good one. Uh, but if you look at his fact, got, he's got that whole Eddie Haskell vibe going about him, which I think maybe that's too early for you. I don't know. Maybe, you're, you, maybe you didn't grow up watching Leave it to Beaver. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's entirely fine. I may have dated myself there as well. But uh, at, at any rate, this, uh, your, your encounter with him, actually your group's encounter with him, I just thought was, was rich. You, he climbed out of an elevator. You've got 100 people there waiting for him. What kind of reaction did you get from him on this? Uh, shocked. His mouth was hanging open. And then <laughs> there's actually uh, on the Gun Owners Caucus, Rob Doerr took a live video of it, of us demanding answers from him. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's three minutes long. It's pretty epic. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to find that and post it. Yeah. Uh, that's that's amazing. So, And you got results out of it. And, and you, I, I think as you're describing things, it would be fair to say you don't have a shy, retiring, demure style about approaching politicians. I don't anymore. I used to try and take the, hi, I can really help you write legislation. And when that didn't work, now I'm like, hi, you work for me. And I'm going to remind you of that every single day. 651-289-4488. Let's go to Mendota Heights. Tony, uh, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Elizabeth Bangard. Hey, thanks, Mitch. Great show. Love the guests, too. Thank you. So I have a question about, uh, it's kind of a more general question about education. I heard you guys talking about that before. Fire away. And so my question is twofold. First, I don't hear a lot of conservatives, uh, center-right legislators in Minnesota talking about uh, education a whole lot in the campaign trail or during uh, the session. And I'm wondering, in your opinion, do they is this a winning issue? Why aren't they talking about it more? And that leads to my second question, which I think is entirely embarrassing with Minnesota's how enormous the achievement gap is for Latino, black uh, students in particular in this state. And just wondering uh, what sort of ideas you have in terms of uh, improving 
the educational opportunities. I'll, I'll tackle the first New one. Thanks for your call, Tony. Thanks, uh, thanks for calling in here. I, I'll, I'll tackle partly at least the first part of that question there. Why don't the Republicans attack this issue? Well, attacking education in general is a fifth rail in this uh, third rail. It's a rail that you don't want to, to atta- tackle in this state necessarily. On the other hand, they, the Democrats have gone a bridge too far on this in the past. I think it can be argued that attempting to unionize daycares back in the 2010, 2011 mm-hmm. sessions helped contribute to the fact that uh, the legislature flipped back away from them in 2012, 2013. It, it, I don't think it helped them. Was it 2012? Anyway, it cert- uh, maybe it was 2014. That's right. Uh, it certainly did not help them much. Your perspective on this, Elizabeth? Uh, I would agree. That was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, but as always, when things, some, an alarm is sound, then it kind of dies down. And then when it yeah. pops back up, it's 20 times worse. Absolutely. And they, they learned their lessons from their defeat. Yeah, so that's the problem. I, I found that to be the problem, actually. As someone who was very much an ed- education activist when his kids were in their teens, uh, you sort of lose your passion for the issue, or at least your involvement and your, your, your close connection to the issue when your kids aren't dealing with it all the time. Uh, whereas... The other side has people they pay to keep that institutional knowledge going year in, year out. And that's certainly a handicap we have. We need people to be involved in it uh, constantly until they lose their stomach for getting beaten over the head with this issue. St. Louis Park, let's go to Mark. Uh, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Elizabeth Bangert. It's another great show. I just have a question, and it's an important one that um, comes up a lot as far as fraud. Would you have, let's say, the, the, the uh, providers of daycare, which are which are non-government, um, when there's right now there's there's they're, they're saying there's 100 million dollars in fraud, and James Noble, legislative auditor, has been stymied by investigating that. Jim Abler said the personal care PCA program is probably worse than fraud. So when you talk to someone who believes that the government does the best, it's always the the best solution. They'll tell you, well, um, why not just have government run it? Don't have the private sector do it and then submit forms to the government. Just have the government run it, and there will be no fraud. So that's, that's, a, right. that's a question I'd like your guests to answer. That's what, thank that's, you so much for what, 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 Yeah, thank you very much, Mark. Of course, that's what prevented uh, you, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in health and human services money from being shipped overseas. Uh, you, you, clearly, government has cracked the code on that. Elizabeth, uh, your response. Sure. Um, what you're actually talking about is the Office of the Legislative Auditor Report from 2017. Yep. Um, and I actually contributed to that. I sat down with the auditors, and I said, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that, I was part of that. I gave them this nice little color-coded sheet showing about early learning scholarships and all these different different funding paths. And the problem is that a lot of private providers like myself are audited, which means that what whistleblower Scott Stillman is talking about, where it's an inside job at DHS, is totally accurate. Someone at DHS has to know that people aren't turning in attendance records or they're not doing their job. No, let's let's back up and talk about that briefly. For those of you who don't follow this stuff, and that's most of us, I think, at this point here, tell us about the nature of, of the fraud that's happening. Are you talking about turning in attendances? What... Who who is doing this? What are they getting out of it? And and what does it amount to that, that we know of? Sure. Well, there are daycare providers, um, center owners, who are fraudulently billing the child care assistance program, commonly called CCAP, for kids that aren't attending there. Um, and Scott Stillman is the whistleblower from inside um, DHS or 
a division of DHS who actually said that he went to the FBI, provided all this documentation, and they essentially said, shh, don't talk about this. And he actually um, was just testifying in Representative Mary Franzen's Committee on Child Care Access and Affordability in December. And um, he said that there's politicians involved and other people inside at DHS. But not only that, after that, Carolyn Ham, the Office of the Inspector General, got up and she said, well, it was actually the licensors who were finding these centers, um, raising alarms about them back in 2011, because when they would go in, all the toys were in boxes, except there's a problem with that. <laughs> because in order to be licensed, the the Department of Human Services comes in and they count your toys and they walk through your space, which means it's totally an inside job. Like what they probably did was went, uh oh, now someone from our own department found out that there's fraud going on. Let's do a cover up of it and pretend we didn't know. Inside job on the part of the people doing the inspections of the daycares. I don't necessarily know okay. if it's that. I think it's higher up in the Department of Human Services. Oh, really? The Department of Human Services is crooked as all get out. Like, let's <laughs> be real here. I'm gathering that. <laughs> so so wh- wh- where do you go forward with that, Elizabeth Bangert? Well, I'm, I just want to get kind of get back to what he referenced. He referenced public school programs being um, okay because maybe we would stop the fraud. But actually what the Office of the Legislative Auditor Report says is that those programs are unchecked. As wow. well, they're not collecting attendance records. They're not doing any of that. And, and now, and these and these daycare centers are being paid per head per day, kind of like the public schools, more or less. Uh, yes, there's a huge complicated formula for of that. <laughs> um, but the fact that the public school who gets an automatic four star parent aware rating is unchecked uh-huh. should be an alarm for a lot of people in my opinion, because it's not going to solve the problem. And on top of that, now their solution is in House File 125, which just dropped this week. Now let's do assessments of three and four-year-olds and make goals for them at the beginning of the year and then check them at the end of the year. And that's how we know our tax dollars will be beneficial. We're talking with Elizabeth Bangard. And could we keep you for one more segment? Because I think there's a lot more to talk about. We only have so much show, but I think it's important. Let's take a break. And by the way, if you have another question or comment, 651 289-4488. You can also join us on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. Join us, won't you please? It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. 24-7, 365. You're up and at them every day, so you don't want something like Medicare Part D to slow you down. At Walgreens, we'll take care of your Medicare Part D prescriptions, saving you time and money. Make the switch to Walgreens today and get more by earning 100 balance reward points and save up to $5 on each Medicare Part D prescription when Walgreens is your preferred pharmacy. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Prescription savings applies to Tier 1 generics when you fill out a preferred versus a non-preferred pharmacy on select plans. Points can't be earned in New York, New Jersey, or Arkansas. Other restrictions and limitations apply. I'm Ryan Barry. I have two kids in Heritage, one going into seventh grade and one going into first grade. The benefits are relationships and Christ-centered teaching. Those are the biggest benefits I see. The smaller class sizes are beneficial for my children. They get more hands-on. They get more individual teaching, not distracted by as many students in, in the class. What's important to me is the families. It's a community very close-knit, tight, God-centered. That's what really keeps this thing together, and it's under the blessing of uh, Jesus and God that we continue. I chose Heritage for my children because my wife and I both went there. 
Heritage Christian Academy, equipping minds, engaging hearts, encountering Jesus Christ. Heritage Christian Academy of Maple Grove serves students from 3-year-olds to 12th grade. For more information on Heritage Christian Academy, visit heritageweb.org. Come on into the Rack Shack's new Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that new Egan location? Oh man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. Rack Shack Barbecue, Visit Chet Shoes this season for warm winter boots. Our Chet store in Columbia Heights features New Balance snow boots for men and women. Come in to try on the sole of a sneaker paired with the heart of a boot. Now's the time for insulated work boots. Check out our Red Wing stores and our Chet store for safety and non-safety toe options to keep you warm, dry, and supported this winter. Stop in to see us in Columbia Heights and our Red Wing stores in Circle Pines, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. The number to call, don't you please? By the way, just want to remind you uh, that the book of the month from the Freedom Fan Club for January is Erasing America by journalist James C. Robbins, visiting towns where the struggle over America's history is taking place even as we speak. He investigates the effect of pressure erase America's ancestors, its history, that which made it America. Not just in the public school system, by the way. And I'm feeling generous. I say let's give away a copy of Erasing America by James C. Robbins. And I will give that copy away to the first person to answer this question correctly. What does the D in DFL stand for? First caller at 651-289-4488. And by the way, we will accept a wide variety of answers, although the correct one would also work. Your copy of Erasing America by James C. Robbins. First caller at 651-289-4488 who can answer the question, what does the D in DFL stand for? Stand for. We're talking with Elizabeth Bangert, who is uh, from Citizen uh, Minnesota Citizen Lobbyist. The link to Minnesota Citizen Lobbyist is at shotinthedark.info, and you need to go there and find out how to be a lobbyist on not just childcare, although that is your uh, pushing back against the uh, institutional childcare mafia in this state and the tentacles it has pushed out through government. We were talking about in the last segment here uh, is your main call to action, but there's always something that needs to get pushed back against. If you're a Second Amendment advocate, if you are a advocate, uh, activist on regulation, on taxes, on land use, on uh, life issues, all pretty much all of them 
Someone needs to get down and get in the face to one degree or another of the people who are down there making the laws and all too frequently on both sides of the aisle making a complete botch of uh, the laws and the policies that are going forward. So did I sum that up fairly uh, accurately? Pretty much. Thank you very much. Uh, the phone calls just keep coming in. Let's uh, let's see if we can go to the phones right now in Minnetonka. Dan, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are on the Northern Alliance with Elizabeth Bangert. Go right ahead. D is for destructive. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> uh, I think you came in number two, but you get the uh, you get the real prize. You're on the air with Elizabeth Banger. Go right ahead with your question. Um, have, have, has she talked to the Star Tribune? And if so, what's the response? Uh, I, I'm going to take one guess before Elizabeth responds as to what the response actually was. I'm going to guess nil. Ready, 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 ready to run. They don't want to talk to me. <laughs> they don't. Tell us a little bit more. I mean, you, you, you have contacted them, right? I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. I dropped off a media packet last year and everything, which we all know what happens to media packets. Some yes. assistant gets them and it puts them in the shredder like Enron. Yeah. But no, they don't want anything to do with what actually is happening in the state because they're, you know, the DFL's party. Paper. Well, that's, uh, that, that's right. Now, have you met any of the reporters down at the Capitol? I mean, they have highly trained journalists who, who follow this issue and, and or who are ostensibly follow this issue. And you would think a financial scandal of this magnitude, potentially, I mean, uh, evidence pointing to this level of corruption would be the sort of thing that a <clears throat> journalist would jump on like it's the last bag of Cheetos at a Grateful Dead concert. But not so much. No, no, they should be all over it like seagulls in a parking lot, but they're not. No, why do you, I mean, I'm granted, okay, they're Democrats with bylines largely, and yet there are reporters in the Twin Cities who, who, who have taken a run at big institution. I mean, I, I can think of a few here and there, maybe not the Star Tribune, that would simply not, they, they would never do lunch at the Lexington again. But no, I mean, are you getting any traction from anyone at all? Maybe not the big media, but anybody else other than here at AM 1280 The Patriot? You mean media-wise? Media-wise. Uh, uh, actually, my uh, partner in crime, I call her, uh, Molly, she's a family provider from down by Rochester. Oh. She and I were on KAAL, and that should be coming up soon for an eight-minute segment. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, it's a start. Start. We'll have to talk. <laughs> uh, 651-289-4488 is the number to call if you want to get on the line with Elizabeth Banger. we got a couple minutes here left and what has been a very interesting hour. <laughs> so what's, what's coming up next for the Minnesota citizen lobbyist? Well, we need people to flood the Capitol on Friday because Chair Winkler has uh, caved to our demands, in my opinion and offered up a time for citizens to come and express their concerns through testimony this Friday from 1130 to 1 in room 120 of the Capitol um, regarding the rules change, which he claims is for transparency, and he's wrong. No, it's, it's, it is it's is for transparency to eliminate it, to to, to suppress it. Uh, that's that's fairly obvious to anyone who follows this here. But on the other hand, so so what do people need to know to come down and get involved with this? I mean, what, uh, what, what, what can you tell them so far about getting down there and getting involved and what, who should be there? Why should they be there? What they, should they know before they go? Um, well, they should find parking. That's number one. I think people go down there and think there's going to be a lot and then they call me and they're like, where do I park? You park at the Target up on Hamlin and you take the train. That's what Perfect. you do. That's right. Um, I think the number one thing people can do is even if you aren't familiar with the topic being discussed, the sheer presence of your body being physically in a committee hearing room um, will make them think twice about what they're saying because they don't know. We, I mean, the only way to combat lobbyists is with uh, us, we the people. And our state has forgotten about the people, and that's the truth. Yeah. 
Now, now, are you and you modestly certain that Ryan Winkler will actually hold the hearing when and where he said? Because I've been through this before. Mm-hmm. Last time the DFL had full control of state government, we were going down there for with our mutual friend Rob Dore uh, for hearings at the Capitol back in 2013. They were moving these hearings around like they were on on wheels, like they were on rollers. I mean, changing times, changing locations, changing the doors that their favorite activists came in. You expecting any hanky panky with the uh, the hearing arrangements from from the always uh, integrity prone Ryan Winkler? Well, I call him the Hood Winkler because he's hiding stuff from people. Oh, of course. But um, he had better because I would like to remind Mr. Winkler that we have an 18 minute video where he did indeed promise these things. So let's not pull any fast ones, or I'll release it. Really? Oh, I this, do. this sounds fascinating. You you play hardball. I love I that. I am from the south side of Chicago, and I do not have times for games. South side of Chicago? Yeah. So you're a White Sox fan. I am a White Sox fan. Hmm. Sorry, go, folks. Say, go for Duck Cubs, but that's all right. Oh, uh, no. We can go with the Bears, though, right? Perfect. Absolutely. Got a Bears fan my whole life, even before I knew what football was. Ditka. Ditka. That's right. I used to be a stringer for that show, by the way. The yeah. uh, Sports Ryan Table Show. Nice. One of my favorite little side hustles I've ever had was, uh, uh, by the way, for those of you who didn't pay attention, that was the, the show on which the SNL Dub Bears bit was modeled way back mm-hmm. when. One of the greatest uh, bunch of weekends of my life. Anyway, back on subject here. So uh, one more time, the uh, the for, for those who are on Facebook, how can uh, they find out more about Minnesota Citizen Lobbyist? Um, I am up there posting frequently from the Capitol, doing Facebook Lives, posting and trying to also explain the process and how people can find things, sign mm-hmm. up to listservs to receive notifications and try and track down the deceptive DFL. Absolutely. So that's another good D. Uh, by the way, we have a winner Terminator in. We got uh, a give uh, gave the book away to someone here. Yep. Daniel Passer won. So D is for destructive, deceptive. Uh, he said demon scat. Nice. Ooh, whoa, style points. Yes. I, if I could give him another book, I would. Thank you very much. So, uh, Elizabeth Banger, thanks for coming up here today. Uh, I have the link posted at uh, shotinthedark.info for people who want to find out more. By all means, do. This is for the next generation. Ergo, all the marbles. Thanks for coming up here today. Thank you. My pleasure. Absolutely. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Brad Carlson joins you tomorrow from 1 to 3. See you all next week. God bless you all. God bless America. Does your church, school, or small business know what to do in the event of an emergency? Do you know how to handle threats to your building and property? Are you set up to stop cybersecurity threats and data breaches? Do you have an emergency action plan in place? If you answer no to any of these questions, join us Thursday, January 31st at the Eisenhower Community Center in Hopkins for Prepare and Respond. This free event is geared towards pastors, church security team members, school administrators, and small businesses. Prepare and Respond hosts industry experts who will teach you how to put a scalable action plan in place to keep your congregation, faculty, students, colleagues, and businesses safe. Join us on Thursday, January 31st from 8 a.m. to noon at the Eisenhower Community Center in Hopkins. A complimentary breakfast will be served to the first 100 people to register. To learn more about this free event and register, go to am1280thepatriot.com. Prepare and Respond is supported by Henningsen and Snoxel. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? 
Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Losing business to online companies? Competitors using social media to rob you of sales. Is your current website five years behind the times or even one? Contact us at Salem Surround. Digital marketing that surrounds potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase bottom line. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you do what you do best, run your business, while we deliver customers. Is your business taking full advantage of digital communication to reach more people? Are your competitors ahead of you? Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. We work hard our entire lives to provide for our families with the hope one day to enjoy our retirement. Our whole lives, we've been told what to do with our investments. And now we're nervous that we may not have enough to live the life we want. Learn to be the best steward of your money. At Online Trading Academy, we offer a free investing class. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone, use keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298C. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.